Coming up on today's edition of Women in Money, the shit we don't talk about, our guest is Gigi Veray. We are so glad Gigi is with us today. She is the VP of Wealth Management at GCG Financial. Yeah, Gigi is going to share with us the one financial investment that all stay-at-home moms need to have and why. And it's so interesting. So many women have said they've never heard of this. I haven't. And this one is definitely a biggie. So Gigi will explain for us this investment vehicle that stay-at-home moms need, why they need it, and how they can get it done for themselves. So if you're a stay-at-home mom or thinking about leaving the workforce to start a business and won't have benefits, tune in because this one is for you. Gloria Steinem once said, We will never solve the feminization of power until we solve the masculinity of wealth. Barbara Provost and Maggie Nielsen are the team at Purse Strings that will help you navigate the ins and outs of financial independence so that you can be financially fearless. This is Women in Money, the shit we don't talk about. All right, so let's get started. And because this podcast is the shit we don't talk about, today we're going to talk about it. So how stay-at-home moms or women who don't have their own investment vehicles or benefits via employment can still save for retirement. We thank you so much, Gigi, for being here. I can't wait for our audience to meet you and for you to share your financial knowledge and know-how with them. Could you start by giving us a little intro of yourself? Yeah, thanks, Maggie. Thanks, Barbara. I really appreciate being on this on this podcast. I mean, there is a lot of sh- that we don't talk about, right? And uh, I'm so thrilled to be here to impart knowledge and help other women. I have been a financial advisor, wealth manager, financial planner for the last 28 years. Mm -hmm. I am with a firm in Deerfield, Illinois. We're actually nationwide. Um, My firm is Alera Wealth Management Services. And essentially, I specialize in working with women from all walks of life, busy women, women who are business owners. And um, I am constantly talking about different ways to save money, different ways to put money away. And the spousal IRA is huge. Mm. So I'm so glad I get to talk about it. Yeah. And we're glad that you're going to give us all the details on it. We teed it up. We said this is the one investment opportunity uh, women don't really know a lot about. And uh, we want to get all the details from you today. In fact, it was funny, right, Maggie? We were having a conversation with somebody about spousal IRA and her jaw dropped and she could not stop talking about it. Yeah. She would uh, sit on her front porch and have a woman walk by and just say, spousal IRA, spousal IRA. So kind of let's dive in. What (laughs) is a spousal IRA? Yeah. What is it? Well, let's talk about what it's not first. Um, A spousal IRA is not a joint account. So Mm. I just want to be very clear about that. A spousal IRA is simply an IRA or a Roth IRA like any other person with income that would, would have, would open up and be able to invest in. So I, I want to be just really, really clear. It is not a joint account because that's the first thing that comes up all the time. Well, how do I set that up? Do I set it up in my spouse's name? Mm-hmm. Um, so no, you will be opening up a regular IRA or a regular Roth IRA in your name. But because your spouse, you have to be married, you have to file jointly. Mm, Okay. So those are two important pieces to know. Married, filing jointly. Married, same sex, but just as long as you're married 
and you're filing jointly. That's that's the key here. Cool. And what you want to do then is open up an account like you would any other account. There's nothing called, if you go to fidelity.com or you go to Vanguard or wherever you, uh, you go to your financial advisor and say, hey, I want to open up a spousal IRA. There's no box to check that says spousal IRA. Okay. Okay. This is so how people don't know about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That's why when I talked about it a couple, I think maybe a year or so ago with you gals, people were like, what is a spousal IRA, right? Yeah. So it's, yeah. And it's what just, makes it a spousal IRA? So what makes it a spousal IRA is it's an exception to the provision in the Internal Revenue Code that says that an individual must have earned income to contribute to an IRA. Well, if you're married and you're a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad, you've maybe worked that year, but you got laid off or you decided uh, to stay home with the children and you don't have income or you have very limited income, your husband or your wife can contribute on your behalf. Mm. Okay. So that's exactly what it is. What allows you to contribute to that IRA is being a spouse. So just by virtue of you being a spouse, as long as the combined income is greater than the amount you can put away. So what does that mean? Yeah. Okay. And so what that means is for the years 2021 and 2022, it is the same amount that you can put away. If you're up to 49 years old, you can put $6,000 away and your spouse can put $6,000 away. If you're 50 years old or older, you can put an additional $1,000 away or $7,000 away. So for folks under 49, for both years, 2021 and 2022, you can put away a combined $12,000 and $14,000 if you're over the age of 50. Got it. So what is important is that you have had to your spouse who will be contributing will have had to make either that 12 or 14,000 or more money in order to put away the maximum. You can put away less. You can put away less. Right. But you can't put away more than that amount. Exactly right. Now, when you say they both can do it, those are two separate accounts though. Correct. Correct. And you want, you want your money separate. You want to be able to, God forbid, there's a separation or a divorce. You want to be able to have that IRA titled in your name. Again, it's your name. It's the Gigi Beret IRA, the Gigi Beret Roth. It's not Rob and Gigi, right? Right. So if something were to happen to us now, that is titled in my own name. Those are my investments. Now, who knows what happens in terms of the decree and how money gets, you know, gets divided, but it's in my name. Got it. Right. So that's important. So when you say you open the Roth IRA, how do you invest that? What kind of investment is it that you open it up and invest it in? Sure. If you're new at investing and you're not working with an advisor, I would suggest that you stick to mutual funds. Lots of great funds out there. Lots of different family of funds. Fidelity has a number of funds. Um, Vanguard has a number of funds. Gosh, there's a whole gamut out there. And what you want to do is take a risk tolerance profile test. Mm-hmm. And you can't flunk it. It's a test where you answer a couple of questions. And essentially, it spits out kind of a number. And it might say that you are uh, quite aggressive, which 
hooray, that's a good thing, right? Yeah. Um, and it allows you to be aggressive put, in your investing. In your investment. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly <laughs> right. Thank you for the clarification, Barb. So what this does is this says, okay, gosh, you should be putting 90% of that investment in equities or stocks and 10% in bonds, right? Got it. So it really depends. But a lot of great sites, like I do all my trading and custodial work through Fidelity, and mm -hmm. they actually have a really nice interface. It's actually, a lot of people don't know this, it's geared towards women. Mm. Also, a... Um, a female is the CEO of Fidelity. Good to know. Just saying, ladies. Yeah. But uh, it's got a very fresh, clean, easy interface. But any any of the of the big warehouses, any of the big trading sites okay. should most likely have that risk tolerance test. Okay. So what you're saying is you just go to one of these sites, you take a risk tolerant test, a couple of questions that you answer, it determines your risk profile. So you could be aggressive, you could be moderate, you could be whatever. And that kind of directs you into the types of investments that would best fit your risk profile when you're investing for right. your IRA. Right. When you're contributing to it. And um, the other thing is most of these sites will allow you to transfer money from your banking account directly to the site. And they are highly guarded in terms of, you know, spyware and making sure that there's safe connections for you to upload your cash. Yes. And they're one-way interfaces, so they can't turn around and take money from your account. So that's really important too. But super, super easy to make happen. Okay. Um, so what designates it as a spousal IRA? Where does it say that or state that? Doesn't, doesn't. It doesn't. So no, you're just making, yeah, tell us about that. Okay, so it doesn't now I'm not a tax advisor. So I just have to say this, you know, out loud, I'm sure you've heard it from a number of us gals. Mm -hmm. um, but we're not tax advisors. So we're not allowed to give tax advice, I could give you information. But please clarify any mm -hmm. of this with your tax advisor. And preferably not uh, Mr. Google. So uh, <laughs> um, at any rate, um, the way it works is when you go to file your return, there is a box that you'll check that you'll say is a spousal IRA. And I believe it's a form 8606. Your tax person would know. Yes, your tax person will know. And that's the same form that you would use if you converted from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. And you would make sure that that's something that tells the government, essentially, you did the work, you opened up the account, you don't have income, you don't mm -hmm. have that W-2 income, but you're telling the government by way of form that you made that spousal IRA contribution and it's legit. And it's, it's fairly simple, but your tax advisor will definitely know what to look for. Gigi, question, are those tax deferred? Great question two different types. And I was actually, you just read my mind. You can invest in either a traditional IRA, which may or may not be deductible. It really depends on what your income tax bracket is. Got it. And so if I'm, I'm going to go off on a little tangent, do you mind? No, go ahead. Okay. With you guys. Okay. Um, so if either you or your spouse are not, and you most likely won't be, but your spouse is not in a retirement plan, it's most likely that you'll be able to deduct the full amount of your contribution, but it is subject to something called phase-out rules. Oh, and phase-out rules, they're really, really important, guys. So if you, know, you make more than 
$109,000 if you're putting money away in an IRA, or if you make more than, I think it's, you know, $200,000, or $5,000 into a Roth IRA. So once you get to a certain limit, you almost can't deduct anything, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, because your money to answer your question is going to go into one of two vehicles. It's going to go into a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. The traditional IRA is your basic IRA that you're going to tend to choose to use if you um, are under those limits. So you put your money into that vehicle, into that traditional IRA. And then from there, it grows income tax-free, plus Mm -hmm. you get some of it, or hopefully all of it, is a deductible contribution. Got it. With a Roth IRA, your Roth IRA goes in income after you've paid income tax. In other words, there's no deduction at all. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. So there's no deduction at all, but it grows income tax-free. But the real beauty of the Roth IRA, I can't speak highly enough about it, is that when you go to take it out, if you've had it in the account for five years or more, you're above the age of 59 and a half, you can take it out, no income tax, no income tax. Awesome. Let's go a few years later. Now it's 72, unless the government changes the required minimum distribution age to 75, which we're hoping they're going to do. Right now it's 72. Mm-hmm. What happens is you don't have to take out required minimum distributions from a Roth. Got it. It's huge. It's huge. I encourage anybody who can to put into a Roth. Now, here's one of the caveats about a Roth, though. I say all that great stuff. One of the challenges is the phase out limits for a Roth are very high, right? Uh, They're very low, rather. So if you make a certain amount of money, and you'll have to talk to your advisor about these, these amounts, it's difficult to get money into a Roth other than through uh, an employment um, plan, like a 401k plan, Mm -hmm. a SEP, so on and so forth. But the Roth is really a great vehicle. But you can do both. It can be a spousal IRA or a spousal Roth IRA. Got it. Okay. So what I'm hearing is women, let's say, for example, you're a stay-at-home mom, you decided to stay home, you're going to raise your children, your husband is working, he has a retirement plan, He makes more than enough money to put in $6,000 into a spousal IRA with her name on it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they can do that every year up to the limit based whatever the limit is for that year. I don't know how often it changes. But let's say after five years with $6,000 a year going in there. $30,000. Yeah, $30,000 for your retirement. What if the marriage goes south? What happens to that money? It's your money. It is the spouse's money. Now, that's not to say that attorneys might get involved and say, okay, well, you had much better investments. You did much better than your husband or your (laughs) wife. And now you have 20,000 more. They may just equal those those two accounts so that you're getting 50-50. Every divorce is different. Yeah. And it's really going to depend. But it's your money. Yeah. And that's the point. That's why we wanted so many women to know about this type of investment, because oftentimes women will walk away from their investments benefits if they're walking away from a a corporate type job or a job that provides them these uh, valuable benefits. And we get it. But look, here's this super cool investment, spousal IRA, right, Maggie, we can't say it enough, that women (laughs) can open up 
uh, on their behalf for their retirement and get contributions from the funds in the family. And here's some quick math. People might think, and I've heard this from my clients, you know, oh, it's only $6,000. What's that going to do? Well, guess what? $6,000 per year over 30 years is going to grow to be at 5%. It's going to grow to be $400,000. Yeah. Of course, notwithstanding inflation and all of that. But what if you make 7 or 8%? Yeah. On your money. If you're more aggressive, I mean, that's, I'll tell you what, 400 to $600,000 is better than a poke in the eye. (laughs) You got it. A spousal IRA, better than a poke in the (laughs) eye. (laughs) Even if it's for five years, let's say that a woman, you know, stays home with with her children and she's done the spousal IRA and she decides she's going to go back part time. If she's going back part time, maybe she's or she's doing some tutoring or she's helping out in school and she's earning a small amount of money, she can defer that, but she can make up the difference of that 6000 or whatever that amount is in the future by having her husband or wife mm-hmm. put that money into the IRA to make up that full difference, to make Got up it. that full 6000 or whatever that contribution has grown to. And I think that's really, really important. Um, you can just, you can continue to put money into it for as long as you're not working, as long as your spouse and you're filing jointly mm-hmm. um, has more than the contribution in earned wages. Got it. So I uh, hear two pieces of criteria. I'm going to repeat them. Married and filing jointly. Filing jointly. Okay, married and filing jointly. So this doesn't mean if you're in a long-term partnership without being legally bound that you can do this. Correct, correct. And so one of the questions I have for you, Gigi, is what's the what's wrong with putting all of the money into my husband's RAA and splitting that later? I oh, mean, no, no, no. I, I know, I heard you. We, we all get <laughs> dyslexic with all these revenue codes oh. and everything. <laughs> What letters? I don't know what letters I said, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I'm picking up what you're putting down, sister. So essentially, absolutely not. No way. Uh-uh. You want your own money. And, you know, you gals have questions about that. Feel free to contact me directly on LinkedIn or find me. We'll, let's talk about that. And I'll, I'll, be, I'll give you several reasons. One being it's your money. Money is power. Mm -hmm. right? We should all be millionaires. Yes, we should all be millionaires. We should all be millionaires. (laughs) So um, I can't stress it enough. Money is power. And, you know, there are a lot of us out there who maybe we were raised that, oh, well, you know, you don't talk about money. You don't, you know, there's so many taboos around it. Guess what? When it's your money, you'll be talking about it and you'll want to understand it and know it. But if you put all that money in your husband's, are you going to be entitled to 50% of it if you should get divorced to answer your question, Maggie? Hopefully, hopefully, but who knows, right? Who knows what kind of shenanigans might go on? Mm -hmm. So it's just better to have money in your own name. And then one more question I have is, now tell me if I'm wrong here in any part of this, but you know, each person can put the 6,000 towards their retirement account. Now he couldn't put twelve, or you know, the earner couldn't put twelve thousand towards their RIA. No, IRA. IRA. <laughs> um, but it's beneficial. It's beneficial if they can each have that six thousand, because even if they're together yes. forever and always, that means that every year they put double that amount away in savings. Um, so that just means they would have more yes. in retirement. Yeah, and and the thing is, just because you can't have a joint account doesn't mean, to your point exactly, Maggie. 
it means exactly that you're going to have the income and you're able to enjoy that growth of those investments and the income in your retirement. I mean, it seems like you have double the growth almost. You do. Um, well, no guarantees, awesome. no guarantees, but of you've course, got du- du- double the savings. <laughs> yeah, double exactly. the savings. Yeah. Good point, Maggie. Excellent. So um, this was very informative because we really wanted to dig into this investment vehicle. It's We've been amazed, right, Maggie, at how many women were not aware of this vehicle. And I was thinking, let's talk to Gigi. She's the expert. She'll tell us what we need to do to get this set up and get it going for women who are either stay-at-home moms or let's say you're starting your own business, you've left corporate, you don't have those kind of corporate benefits for retirement, and now you can create it for yourself. Absolutely. Having a retirement account in your own name does give you a lot of power and a lot of freedom. If anything were to come, you do know you have that security, um, you have earnings and you know that time at home you know, doesn't go to waste, you can still earn some income and some retirement, which is super helpful. Absolutely. And um, I I probably not even kidding, ladies, I probably open up five, no, no, 10 to 12 of these a year with new folks just reaching out to me saying, hey, you did this for my girlfriend, Susan. Okay, come on, come on then, let's do this. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I know. It's so important. Like our friends said, I just tell everybody I know, spousal IRA, it's like they've just been awoken to this amazing investment that they weren't aware of before. So Gigi, any other parting thoughts you have for listeners today on this topic? Oh, one that's really important. If you are planning to make a contribution for 2021, you need to have the account open and funded before our tax deadline. And the tax deadline is uh, for this year is Monday, April 18th. So don't dilly dally and wait to the last minute open up the account in the next couple of weeks, because I'll tell you what, April 18th is here before you know it. And the other thing is towards the end, the last few days before tax filing deadlines, these um, Fidelity, Vanguard, E-Trade, they get swamped. They Mm -hmm. are swamped. So it takes longer to open up the accounts, even as automated as they are. So, you know, if this is something you're going to do, go ahead. Even if you don't have the money yet, go ahead and open up the account. Go on, open up the account, get it ready to go so that when you can transfer the money, it's there. And then secondarily, don't forget to tell your tax advisor that you made the contribution. Mm. You can open up the account for 2021 now, right? Just again, to just repeat myself, you just Mm -hmm. want to make sure you contribute before the deadline, which is Monday, the 18th of April. And then you can make that that next contribution for 2022 anytime in 20. 22, again, up to April tax filing deadline, 2023. Got it. That's super cool. So you're not too late. You're not too late. You can still go ahead and do this for the previous tax year 2021. Exactly right. Not too late. Do it. Awesome. Awesome. And so Gigi, this has been wonderful today. What is the best way for um, our listeners to reach out to you if they have any additional questions or want to open up a spousal IRA? It sounds great. Spousal IRA, right? Um, they, can re- <laughs> they can reach me at Gigi, G-I-G-I dot Verey, V-E-R-R-E-Y at gcgfinancial.com. Awesome. Awesome. Gigi is also one of our Purse Strings approved professionals. So you can always check her out on our website, purstrings.co, where we have all our professionals there who are all willing and ready to serve women. 
Um, we also have, you know, those tax people that we we're talking about and the attorney. So anyone you're really looking for in this uh, in your financial decision making. Wonderful. Thank you, Gigi. And until next time, be financially fearless. Thanks, ladies. Bye. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.